Okay, so we're we're kind of getting into a bit of a discussion here because today MLB the the owners have met with the commissioner and passed uh, agreement on what they would like to see going forward if they were to do the season, and so we're waiting on the players' union. Um, if you're not really familiar with the commissioner, a commissioner doesn't own the league. Commissioners are paid collectively by the owners. And so they're responsible to balance kind of the interest of all the owners best uh, for competitive advantage. Now, it's not to make teams good and teams bad, though some would say they should have punished the Astros harder, this or that. Um, that could be an interesting topic as to if, if he is paid by all the owners, you know, why I didn't go after him, but we'll get into that later. Um, so we're, we're in a bit of a debate here on, on, um, whether the DH will remain permanent after this year, as well as kind of what the 50, 50 revenue split means for the league. I don't know. I was reading, uh, the, obviously, I mean, you might have read the article on ESPN, but they were talking about how um, the MLB union chief is not a fan of the proposal. He even like subtweeted the owners about trying to negotiate through the media because <laughs> he knows how it's going to get received. The mm. owners specifically. Do you feel like it's in the fans' least interest that baseball has the strongest union of any sport? Can you elaborate? Because I'm not 100% sure what you're getting at. So UFC came back in no time at all, right? Sure. Why? There's no union. There's no players union. So it was like, hey, if you want to fight, you can fight. If you don't test positive, we'll let you come out. We've bought an island for the international fights. Are they just uh, all independent contractors? Is that why? mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it was like, hey, we'll have a cashier's check for you at the end of the fight, depending on if you win or lose, you know, you'll get a certain amount. Mm. So come out. And I think the other thing too is, um, you know, there, I'm seeing Dana White. He's he's very proactive. He doesn't let people. He doesn't let them unionize. He keeps on top of things. He's an owner though, not a commissioner, right? Which Dana makes White. it a little different. Yeah. Um, um, does Dana White own UFC? I don't know, I, I don't know exactly how that works because there's not owners of a league, right? I mean, there are like, people who like own boxers and stuff like that because they like sponsor them. Mike and I have a friend we know through a mutual friend that did that for a while. Um, but like, look at look at Roger Goodell right now, right? He laid down the law in his league because their union's not as strong either. And it was like, here's going to be our schedule. We're going to do free agency. Anyone comments in the media, you'll get fined. Like he has just been an ironclad ship through the NFL with this and he's got the advantage of a later season but with baseball having such a strong union Rob Manfred doesn't have a lot to work with you know he really has to fight with it and there's a probably a chance I don't know if I think baseball is the best chance to come back if it's not for the union it sounds like Dana convinced his childhood friend to buy the UFC from an entertainment group for what now seems and this was in 2001 for two million dollars <laughs> white Owns like a nine percent stake in the company. Yeah, it's it's like he's definitely like the face and like kind of the key person. Yeah, he's I mean? the he's he's act like president, acting president over there. And then it's like almost like 
Joe Rogan's like number two <laughs> in, a, in, in a way, you know, just the announcer's like number two, the promoter, yeah, almost. No, I feel that. I don't know if like I don't know if the union's actually holding it up that much. It's it's just like super bad timing that the CBA is happening all at the same time. Well, you've got to think about the fact that the union has to sign a liability waiver on this, right? Essentially, they have to say if any players get sick or worst case scenario die of coronavirus, you know nobody can sue, and the players' unions a representative of the collective players. Mm-hmm. And there are some players strongly opposed. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, one of the Washington Nationals is extremely outspoken. He's talking about, about Sean Doolittle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's even that outspoken. Everything I saw from his tweets were just like, yo, let's make sure we're not jumping the gun about like, yeah, we can worry about money, but it's more about like health and safety of the players and fans. Yeah, that's exactly what he said almost verbatim. Yeah. Because like when I'm reading too, just read this tweet. Yeah, (laughs) the ability to strike a financial deal could mean the difference between a baseball season and one that is canceled. So could you imagine what's what what would the what would the outcry be or what would that look like if health is like health everything was good they they wanted to do it but then there was the fighting of like the money. How do you think that would like? How do you think people would the the general public and Americans and just everybody? How would they look at that? Would they? Well, that's what I'm getting to with the union, right? What's the highest paid athletes by their own team outside of sponsorships in the U.S.? Golfers. Golfers are paid for winning, but they're not paid a salary. Yeah. And sponsorships that they get, but yeah. Right. Probably baseball, right? Baseball. What about NBA? You can make... You can... NBA, no. There's a salary cap. Yeah. Right? Once you make it past the minors... So, yeah... those are still pro ball players, so that's going to drown down your your median pretty pretty hard. Right, but we're just going to talk about MLB, the people who are actually arguing, because the minor leaguers aren't going to benefit from the MLB from the who's CBA. Arguing the, who's arguing the most? Like the top top players, or kind of the bottom feeders of the MLB? Would you Would you have to say enough to have a grasp to worry about? I don't know who it is, but I know that they've got a good stronghold. Right. So that's my thing. That's my other part of it is I'm not even sure the players are like most players are even that informed. Like, you know, you have like your your union hierarchy where you have like a bunch of vets, you have a bunch of guys. But then other than that, like I, I imagine most people just want to play. You know what I'm saying? It's so true because I have seen like athletes just in general who like they'll be like, ah, I don't really want to talk about my contract. We'll just leave that up to my agent. Is it because one, they don't really know. <laughs> like, you know, they, they didn't really know any about, uh, anything about that. They're just like, listen, I just like to play to Steven's point. They kind of let all the... MLB more, more than anywhere. That. You don't want to focus on business. Like, the amount of work it takes to stay in the major leagues Yeah, on your body, like, there really is, of baseball, of any sport, there's not an off-season, you know? You know, you can go and have some fun, but, like, you can't be Ben Roethlisberger, who <laughs> was accused the other day. I knew you were going to bring that up, bro. He, I knew you were going to bring that up. Fan, okay? I'll just be honest. <laughs> but like, I love the accusation the other day that Ben Roethlisberger and fitness are diametrically opposed. Like They're allergic to each other. That a good off-season workout is yoga, golf, and beer. You Tell believe, me he don't you, look you like don't, Castaway. You don't though. think that he does? You don't think that that's true? You know, What? That's a good off-season workout? That, that's what he does. Oh, I totally believe that's what he does. Have you seen the guy? Oh, for sure. He looks like Anchorman sometimes with that beard that he has. Oh, no, what I'm saying is he yeah. punted Baxter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna. Like, I just don't think a baseball player could get away with that. You know what I mean? A pitcher, maybe. 
you Bartolo you, did. I guess Bartolo did, but but no, you're. I mean, there's some big first basements too. Like there's some big boys in the league. Pablo Sandoval. Like there's some big boys. Even I mean, even Guerrero or uh, you know Vlad isn't little. No, not even close. Dude, but I mean, he works. You know what I mean? Like they work. He's yeah, taking yeah. he's taking batting practice. I don't care if like his physical fitness is like statue physique that we're looking for, like batting practice and mental training. You know, right, I, they spend right. time on that because you look at these guys who come in and you can tell they haven't done a lot of off season at bats. Like they look just messy in spring training. Uh, well, I just huffing and puffing on a double. <laughs> dude, I do that anyways, bro. <laughs> we play softball and I like get to second. I'm like, guys, it's cool. I'm not going to third. It's it's fine. I'll just sit here. You're like station to station is my I only ran my, 120 uh, feet. Yeah, seriously. Just one hit at one base. Yeah, I could freaking lace lace a line drive off the wall and it bounced away from the outfielder. I'm like, I'm saying a second. You can't make me go to third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the greatest thing about softball and you hit a home run some, in some leagues you only have to run the bases or you, you just, only have to touch first except for then you have to go get it <laughs> you hit a home run like good job buddy go get it you have to run freaking past the outfield how dope would that be in the bigs if you could literally like just pimp a home run bat flip and not even have to run the bases that's a very KBO thing I feel like I'm up for it go I mean you Tigers if if we if we said intentional walks is going to help the pace of play, if we're worried about two second increments in a four hour game, why not? You know, <laughs> I just think it'd be so dope, dude. Just be able to stand in the batter's box and just be like, boom, you just walk adios, off. ball. <laughs> not even bat flip or anything. You just literally just carry your bat back to the dugout, and then the and then so dope. And then you don't hit a home run, and you just yeah. stood there. Yeah, and <laughs> oh. <laughs> it lands in it lands in fair territory, and you're That's in the happened. dugout. That's happened. Yeah, Yikes. that's a couple Acuna, feet down right? the base. But cool. no, seriously though, like if if just like with the pandemic that we're in, if MLB's like, all right, we're ready to start our league, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, we're not playing. There's not enough money. People are gonna be like, whoa, 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 like what? You're arguing over money, and I here I am waiting for my stimulus check that went to my dead uncle, but I haven't got it yet. <laughs> Do you have a dead uncle that got a stimulus check? I'm sure someone out in the world has. I mean, more than one. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just the negative impact, how that would look. Well, in baseball, baseball isn't growing in popularity. They can't afford to do something and make them look bad. Like, basketball, as popular as it's blown up, is suffering right now. Why? Because everybody's saying a different story about where it's going to come back. They're hemorrhaging money. And this could really hurt them this season. Because there's two, there's two factors there, right? They come back, they play a late season, and somebody could get injured early because they're not warmed up. And then if anybody wins, you know, they could put an asterisk behind it, especially if it's LeBron. But no, dude, they're just they're just uh they're just, I, I don't see if they come in, they're back. just gonna do playoffs. But what I'm saying yeah. is a a a league that is already growing in popularity is having is hurting from this. So when we look at baseball, which is is in itself as much as we hate to say it, declining in popularity outside of its markets, right? Cities where it exists, it's growing, but it's polarizing. It can't afford not to do this. And the players need to realize that, yes, they can get big paychecks and you can argue for money, but when money stops pouring into the club, it stops pouring into your pocket. You know what I mean? Oh, I think it's sure. a, I think it's interesting like that 
it's kind of like a risk that they're taking right now anyways, because if you're the first sports sports, uh, professional sports league to come back Mm -hmm. before this and it's Mm -hmm. like and it goes bad like a bunch of people get sick or whatnot like you'll look super bad injured or something yeah like super bad so you think that do you think the mlb looks at that as like hey because we've been 61 days now without sports even just having a baseball game could break records i mean absolutely why do you think espn is playing kbo games yeah no um did you see so this fight this weekend set record gambling rates <laughs> as well like, as finally something i can bet on okay can i just you guys so we have a group chat between the three of us and i sent out an amazing text this morning but the problem is when i get up for work i get up at like 5 a.m which is like four for smith and uh did you guys see that parlay bet for five bucks on the marlins winning the division and the uh the national league is that all wait i was confused so like winning their division and getting to advance okay. to the world series so the line on them winning the division and winning the league is both, they're right? at plus five thousand. but if you parlay bet five bucks it's a 1.2 million dollar payout on a five dollar <laughs> parlay bet that's if you get both right right correct yeah that's a parlay so they have to win both so now think about this though the marlins have won the national league twice without ever winning the east their division yeah could you imagine if they won the world series but not their division how upset you'd be in your bet <laughs> you're like but also <laughs> i mean it's only five bucks yeah no for sure it's but, i'm gonna, right I'm gonna find finger. any parlay bet like that i can and just it's not just it. five bucks at that point it's it's 1.2 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm or, saying? or to yeah. lose game seven after they won their uh thing oh you would, have error. Had, you, you would have hedged out you would have definitely hedged your money out you think so? Um, but I also think that if there's ever a if there's ever a season just to throw out some wild stuff like that, I mean, 2020 would be the one because you just Absolutely. never know, you know, who's going to catch fire besides your your money. Like <laughs> I've, I've looked at a few bets to place in a bunch of sports, and this is the year to do it. Like if you want to bet on the under on a team and know you're going to hit it, bet on the Patriots. Yeah, hammer the under. They're way overrated in the betting pool. Oh, the line is gonna move so hard. I guess. I guess in betting, because I saw K- Colin Cowherd put them last in their division. Last. I understand that, but in betting, they're first. Yeah. Seriously, the over unders at nine. No way, bro. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I am giving you financial advice right now, but I'm exempting myself of all liability. (laughs) (laughs) Hammer the under. The line will move. Week week three, the Bills will have embarrassed them. I don't know when they play the Bills, but by then they'll have embarrassed them having or having not played them. I wonder what a bet like. uh, And the line will move. I'm sure there were some bets out there for like over Yankees winning 90 games. Like, do you automatically lose that bet now because there's only 82? No, I think I think I'm I think gonna the, hammer all the unders of games over eighty. I think the sport I think the sports books like refunded all the futures just like gave that. everything back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Well, they just went back online today, so that must mean they have confidence it's gonna come back. Vegas is rarely wrong, except for Vegas knows more than the Simpsons. Would, how do you think players? Vegas brought the Raiders there. They're wrong. How do you think players would perform without having to travel and just the, the the mileage and all that sort of stuff, jet lag? So I'm actually interested in this because part of the proposal is that you'll only play 
the regional leagues, but they won't redefine the divisions, right? So you'll still be AL East, Central, and West, but the AL East and the NL East will only play each other, but you'll mostly only play your own division. Mm. So it's going to be Red Sox on Yankees constantly. Interesting. Constantly. <laughs> Which, I mean, hopefully they just get in a, like, maybe they just get to fight the very first game. <laughs> and so then every, every time after that, you just get jacked. Let's, I'm actually going to pull up the Vegas ratings. We're, we have a topic that we haven't even like mentioned we're going to talk about today, but I'm just running with this because this these Vegas ratings are so interesting. Well, so talking about back to like... Uh, um, Getting back and playing or... Yeah, just like there's, you know, among some of the vital points included in the proposal, expansion of playoff teams from 10 to 14. Really interesting. 82 Wouldn't the Red Sox have made it last year with a 14-team playoffs? Even the Red Sox would have made it. Maybe. It well, close. that depends on... Do they do the second of every division and know. not do a or wild card? Or? Uh, I don't think... It shouldn't... To me, it doesn't actually say, but I would not like to be... I wouldn't like to, to be the second of the division. I just think it would be the... After the your next highest winner, records. You're just best records, yeah. 82-game season. Use of home stadium in areas that have local and state government approval. So-called spring training begins in June with the season set for July, which would be kind of dope, right? July 4th, like baseball, America, a universal be DH. If we could be there on the 4th of July. That's one of my favorite games. Well, okay, so cool. I want them to launch on the 4th of July. That's and what they're I saying. Want them, so they're thinking July 1st, but I say do it on the 4th of July. Yankees play Red Sox. Cubs play the the Reds are their big. Cardinals. Right? Cardinals, yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking Reds. Cubs play the Cardinals. Dodgers play the Giants. Rockies play the... Um, Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Don't tell me you have a bigger division rival and it's not. Because like, you, we LA. both know... Yeah, but LA probably considers themselves more a rival with... Just because just because it hit... The not Giants, lately, don't you? The Giants just haven't been good lately. So, I don't know. Okay. But I mean, take take like the most serious rivals... Like Astros, I mean, I would love to see the Astros play the Dodgers that day or the Yankees, but... I just have like, as a fan, as it feels, I don't have animosity towards any team in the division really other than the Dodgers. Like, mm. It would be cool though, just like, you start the games at like 9 a.m., like wherever you're living to, you know what I mean? Just literally go all day long baseball games. Oh, yeah. And they're all regional, so separate them across the hours. So you can watch it any hour of the day. You can watch a near local team. Yeah, yeah. And big rivalry games. That'd be dope. It'd be fun. It's almost like Christmas Day baseball or like Thanksgiving football. You know how Thanksgiving, they kind of start three different games. Yeah. Can we get off a baseball topic for two seconds? Because I think there's something worth mentioning here. Sure. Hmm. NFL balling out on Christmas Day. That's going to be dope. That's yeah. I don't know, dude. You know how we talked the same about same year NBA decides, hey, we suck before Christmas. Like our ratings are tanked. Why don't we do opening day on Christmas? And Roger Goodell goes, hey, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> so so, um, you know that a uh, group chat we talked about with all the commissioners. Mm-hmm. Goodell, that's a big f you to Adam Silver, dude. I I it blows my mind because like I if, usually feel like between like the sports leagues, there's like kind of like a mutual respect like all right that's your time yeah. you know what i'm saying we're not going to try to and it might just be like oh, we're not going to risk we're to not having that much exposure because everyone's going to watch something else but man that's that's wild into me 
I, I just think it's a Friday too. I was just going to ask you, when does Christmas land? A Friday. It's a Friday. If it was a Sunday, like you'd be like, yeah, it's a Sunday. But no, 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 it's a Friday, Friday, and it's it's the Vikings versus the Saints. What is uh Oh, so you mean so the Vikings win is what you're telling me? Mm, Drew Brees. It's like Drew the, Brees. the Vikings have owned the Saints three years in a row, bro. Music City Miracle. No, that three years not, not in a row. Miracle. No, that's Nashville. I meant that game where it was like in the Metrodome or whatever. Yeah, you're talking about Walk the off. Minneapolis miracle. Yeah, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. And then the one in the Superdome mm. last yeah. year. And the year before that, they lost to the Vikings. Interesting. Yeah, I I, I think you're right, though. It typically was like a handshake agreement, wink, wink. Like, hey, we won't step on your toes. You won't step on ours. But I'm down for it. I mean, what time did they say the game was? Um, two thirty p.m. I'm not gonna and lie to you. I'd rather watch NFL football on Christmas same. than basketball. Oh, absolutely, anyone would. Yeah. Well, not anyone, but and, and I even really the enjoy NBA basketball. I mean, I honestly think this would have been the day to to put the Buccaneers against the Saints. Ratings wise, don't tell me ratings wise that either the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, or the Saints—a mix of those three—wouldn't be. Big to me, what's hard about projecting out long term, and that's why, like, at the end of the season in NFL, they have what they call like the flex schedule. They start to like move around teams and put teams that are maybe have a better record, they'll flex them from like 11 p.m. to like the Sunday night football game, prime time. Yeah, it's like hard to sometimes project a team out that far because, like, one team they, I mean, one team could literally be like two and seven or two and nine, you know what I mean, or five and eight, and all of a sudden that marquee game is sort of just like a Ugh, well, like, look good. Doesn't like, I work I work college games in the local Utah market, right? Like we, we never like, know who we're gonna have that weekend. We never know. I I I sit I wait till Tuesday night to get a text about me working Thursday and Friday and or Saturday, right? And it's like, hey, you're gonna be on this crew with Fox or ESPN or ABC mm-hmm. and they're gonna pick up this game. You know, you'll be at BYU or Utah. Because they they wait, you know, they pick them out. Fox is pretty good at getting theirs ahead of time, but ESPN they pick their crews week by week because they change the time of the game week to week. Yeah, that actually, yeah, when they do that, sometimes it can throw a little wrench into some things. Oh yeah, didn't the Yankees almost walk away from a game because of that? Did they? They got yeah, they got picked up Sunday night, and uh, ESPN wanted to make them a prime time game at six p.m., but they had a game at like ten the next day, mm. and they were like, "We're not going to do this just for your sponsorship deal with ESPN." Like. Was that Players Aaron, need was that a few Aaron Boone or like a Joe Absolutely. Curry? Yeah, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. I could see Joe doing that too. Interesting. I don't remember I just, that. No, but the reason I say that the Bucks and the Saints and or the Dolphins, I mean, what are the top two selling jerseys in all of... The top three selling jerseys right now? It's two, two of Tua Tonga Vailoa's home, Tua Tonga Vailoa's away, and then Tom Brady's Bucks jersey. Dude, you know Joe Burrow's like, yeah, what the... F- dude... What the heck? I was the number one pick. Why am I? Dude, and two is flexing today. He bought his mom a new car and right. signed his deal. It's all about the Hawaii folks, bro. Oh, yeah. Step up. Everyone's like, that's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, two his family got from 5,000 people to 10,000 people. <laughs> Overnight. One day. Hey, what a brother. And brother. everyone became Dolphin fans. 
He's got the, his, his jersey is dope though. Number one, like that's just dope AF. It's not better than Kyler's, bro. Step off. K one. Hey, they had, to, they had to get Kyler a youth jersey because he was. Uh, we're already on the topic of football, uh, and I just kind of want to <laughs> see a reaction. Um, what do you think of everyone saying that the uh, Cardinals are overrated this year in the NFL? Who the is saying that, bro? I got beef, dog. They're still going to finish fourth in that division. I disagree. You think the Rams got better? Come on now. Fox has a lot. Somebody at Fox or ESPN has a ton of confidence in the Rams because they have the most primetime games allowable. It's just because it's the market. It's, it's LA, bro. That's just what it is. Yeah, but LA has other teams. The Chargers who play in a soccer stadium? Nah, dude. That's not a problem. Do you guys find it convenient that the year you can't have fans in stadiums, the Raiders built a new one, the Rangers built a new one, the Rams built a new stadium? Honestly, what they need to do is like, do you guys remember the old school, like 1980, like 1998, 2001, like the fans in those NFL games are like just fake and they just kind of like sat there and they same cheering everywhere. <laughs> That's literally what they're going to do. I think Barstool put out a thing that talked about like how you could pay to have your cutout in the stands. That'd be pretty dope. Speaking of Barstool, everyone probably saw what Dave Portnoy did today, right? Bro! That is, no, if you guys haven't life, seen that, ball no, out. go life. push pause right now on this on this podcast and go watch it, then come back. The greatest thing in 2020. <laughs> dude, there's no way that that's real life. Because that dude gets kicked out of every NFL event, bro. It dude, doesn't he matter. Made, he made t-shirts with Goodell with a clown nose. I love it, like, dude. <laughs> and he's gonna go into his house and get to sit on Goodell's chair while Goodell sits on the couch. Oh my god! That's so funny. They're it's funny because recently, my opinion of Goodell has completely changed. Why? You really start to think about what he has to do as a commissioner. Really think about this. No, I I'll take Goodell over Adam Silver any day. Yeah, but no, I mean, so, okay, that just feels like because Adam Silver is just like lukewarm. And and I think it's Adam Silver is friendly. Uh, so here's my thing. I feel like Adam Silver ha- gets a kind of a bad rap. And even from people like me, because I give him crap all the time um, because he had to follow Howard Stern. You know what I'm saying? Howard Stern. And like Howard Stern was a baller, dude. That dude. That David dude Stern? made the NBA what it was. David Stern, yeah. David Stern, David Stern. He said Howard Stern. <laughs> I was like thinking like <laughs> he's like listening to a radio broadcaster, so you hate him. Like I don't see the connection no, here. I'm sorry, David Stern. I apologize. Following Howard Stern is not going to be easy either. Whoever has I listen to Joe Rogan Hi, and he bro. listens to Howard Stern, so we don't get along. <laughs> this this podcast is recorded live. Very good. <laughs> no, I mean for sure, like. You never you remember how you never want to be like you don't want to be the guy after the guy. You want to be the guy that's after the guy who's after the guy, you know? <laughs> so who's ever the next guy in Ferrer Goodell is gonna be like He's the have, bomb. Oh, yeah. Everyone's gonna love him. Exactly. Go. So I just I I'm not gonna lie. He's I don't had know an iron fist through as- all of this. He's handled some of the sh- like he's had to handle players kneeling during the anthem. He's had to deal with spousal abuse, he's had to deal with Spousal abuse ain't new in the NFL, bro. I know, but like, think of every all this big boy stuff he has to deal with. Put on top of this, put on top of this, he has to deal with network executives who all want their money in the pocket and want their network to get the best of everything. Pump the brakes, bro. Spousal abuse? Are we going to talk about Earl Thomas or not? (laughs) Bro. Okay, so as someone that is an active 
active firearms enthusiast. The fact that she's like, oh, I'll took the magazine out. It's cool. It's not going to shoot. And had a round in the chamber and put it to that dude's head. That makes my insides pucker, bro. I literally thought, I'm like, I have no intentions of cheating on my wife. But I do want to teach her how to use a firearm properly just to be sure she knows. Bro, if she was like, if she was like, I'm just going to scare him. I'm going to pull the trigger. Like that dude's brains against the wall. That's like that's terrifying. Not just the wall. That's the Tiger King situation. No, for reals though. Yeah, no, that was his name. The big Travis. Yeah. But like, so what was, what was greater? I don't know if you guys saw this. (laughs) There was the meme. There was a meme going out there. It was like, uh, like the the greatest WWE tag team yeah, wrestler, tag team. <laughs> Earl Thomas and his brother were on the list, <laughs> or Mark Ingram's tweet saying, "Like, bro, we got questions." Yeah, and he's like, "Please do not ask about the incident involving my brother and wife. Respect our privacy." You were caught with your brother in bed with the same woman at the same time, and your wife pulled the gun on you. We got questions. We got questions, mother. Bro, that was. <laughs> They're on the same team, so I wonder what that's going to look like. I saw one too. I saw one too. It was like, uh, it had a picture of Thomas the Train 2019, and then it had a picture of the Thomas Brothers as Thomas the Train. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, though. And I'm like, I was talking with my buddy over the weekend, and. Like, the fact that that's not getting more news is crazy to me. Also, like... Look, this, is, this is coronavirus era. Like, the, the Pentagon confirms UFOs and nobody cares. Like, like, nothing counts as news anymore. People are numb. So, so true, man. It's so amazing. Dumb. Like, you could announce that Aaron Judge got traded to the Red Sox. And people are like, oh, interesting. Huh. Like... Mm. You have a hurt outfielder for the rest of his career. Good job. <laughs> yeah, the Red Sox have done worse. No, but for reals, it really is just like, wait, nope, nope, nobody's going to do anything about that or say anything. They're just, everyone's like, just continuing like, on. That should be jail time. It That's is. She's, with getting, a deadly she's weapon. getting charged. Oh, she is? Okay, cool. I, just, I, didn't, I haven't heard anything. No, I saw that in the explanation that she's, she's going to face intent or something like that because there was a round in the chamber regardless of whether you know or not you took a gun and you didn't do all the checks honestly i don't care if that gun's unloaded the fact that you do that like to me never point a gun at a person ever ever for never ever and never welcome to the hunter safety podcast we're gonna (laughs) have you guys seen that video it's like it's like it's like first rule always keep your safety on like dude trips and the shotgun goes off He's like, damn it, Clyde, get in the truck. He's like, I'm sorry. Makes me think of that scene from uh, The Office when Dwight's looking at Michael through the scope. And he's like, don't worry, the safety's on. Click. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, though. I mean, speaking of Red Sox, Red um, Sox. I saw something come across my timeline today, and it was, uh, it was. I think it was Gavin Lux on Blake the Snell. Blake Snell thing talking about uh, Mookie Betts. Dude. This is a good segue. That guy can do everything. <laughs> like, like I saw him run a route. I saw him dunk a basketball. I saw him uh, freaking bowl a lots of strikes. And mm-hmm. then they could on top of like his MVP season. Like, that's crazy. That dude, like, 
So, because we wanted to talk about multi-sport athletes. Yeah. Right? So we're gonna get but into multi-sport that athletes. Is crazy. Yeah. Because we're if you're like nearly the majority of America who's bored at home, you've probably watched the Last Dance to this point, which is the Vanity Fair by Michael Jordan. And no, it is. It is. I like it. I really like it. But it's not a documentary. It's a biopic. You know. Sure. Um. And Michael is good in baseball. I don't like his swing. It's hard to watch. It's really hard. You know what I mean? He doesn't swing all the way through that hand thing. He looks exactly the same at, it, at the end of every pose. I can see why he couldn't hit the curveball because his bat path. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's an ugly swing in my opinion. But he was good. Mm-hmm. Right? He was, he was tall. You know? That hurts you in a curveball, especially. I mean, there's not, a, I mean, Aaron Judge, but outside him, there is not a lot of six, 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 seven baseball players. You know no. what I mean? Well, well, and here's the other thing too. I never realized until watching the Last Dance documentary, it was like yeah, they threw him in Double A ball. And for a lot of people who don't actually pay attention to the minors, Double A is oftentimes better than Triple A. The reason being is Double A is your best prospects. Now, when guys make the forty man roster, you're like, okay, this guy's consistent. He doesn't get injured a lot. We can call him up at any time if one of our players gets injured. Mm-hmm. You throw him Triple A, right? Would you agree with me on this, Mike? Double A sometimes has some of the most competitive prospects, but they're still in the proving stage and they're a little earlier, right? I'd I'd love to see some stats to actually see because sometimes it seems like if you're the if you're good, you kind of just you almost bypass Triple A a little bit. You know what I mean? You just you're that's kinda, what I'm saying. You just, you just right shoot there. to the majors. Yeah. You can get called up from Double A, right? Right. They're like, why didn't you put him in Single A or High Ball? And the owner who owns both the Bulls and never connected this before, Reinsdorf, who owns the Bulls owns the White Sox and prefers the White Sox, says none of our facilities lower than double A had the capacity to handle the influx of fans and media personalities. Interesting. That's funny to think about, right? Because they're like, we would have put him down there, but we couldn't. Logistically, yeah, we didn't I think have he kind of comes with a little bit of clout, though. That like, Do you think that he would have been willing to get stashed down there? I don't think he cared. I really don't. I oh. think he was in a very fragile place. I mean, you're not wrong, but um, how come he? I mean, what if he was so demanding? Why don't you think he said, "I want to go to the bigs"? Well, okay, so here's how it ends, right? Because he didn't want to get embarrassed. That's what I. Nobody, thought. nobody gets to go to the bigs without at least one season in the minors, right? Is that a rule or just like a kind of a? I'm pretty sure you have to spend a season in the minors, don't you? I don't know if that's an unspoken rule. What is like, it? No, NCAA? because I bet you, I bet they could pull someone from the KBO or like the the uh, Nippon League Inter- international and- interleague international pool play. Yes. Yeah. Like like um, Shohei to- Otani and mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah, the same thing. I am googling. One and done rule. <laughs> the minors one and done. I don't know. Either way. So, okay, I didn't know his manager was Terry Francona either. Oh, interesting. That kind of blows my yes. mind. Yes. Now, Terry Francona says 1,500 at-bats and he could have made the majors. This is coming from one of the most credible sources I think you could have had to say that. Right? Um, the problem is he went sick. He had a 13-game hit streak starting his career in the in, in double-A baseball. Mm-hmm. But I think... Part of that is probably because they didn't take him seriously. So like, oh, I'll just give him my fastball. 
the moment he started seeing breaking balls, he couldn't do it. Mm. it I actually saw breaking balls. I actually saw a picture mm. um, comparing him to that guy from Major League. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking the exact same thing. No, it was him smoking a cigar in the clubhouse, and they like went side by side, and it's like both like cigars, both hate breaking balls. <laughs> yeah, um, he can hit a no, fastball. So here's how it ends, right? He joined the year before the players' strike. Now, he was the union representative for the Bulls. The players' strike happens the next season. And he says, they call him and say, hey, will you play as a replacement player? Because the league was still trying to put on a season. So they were going to replace all their players. And he said, hey, I got a lot of friends in the majors. I also was one of the union representatives when I was with the Bulls. I can't cross a picket line, right? So he left baseball because baseball went on strike. The Bulls had a shot at title that year, even though they weren't probably going to make it because Pippen was being a little selfish, wanted to have the ball more, wanted to replace him, like a bunch of stuff, right? Without the leadership that, you know, him pushing and pulling at the team, they were falling apart. So I I really think that the plan wasn't for him to leave then. And if you watch the documentary as they tell it, he'd been planning to play baseball for a, for a few years. He, he was planning on it from the dream team in in Spain. You know, but he was better than everyone when he went back. And so this is kind of what leads into our topic, right? They say that he went back to the Bulls more focused and disciplined than he'd ever been before. And this is after a three-peat. And my thought, the thought that Steven had presented was, does multi-sport athletes playing both of the sports change their approaches to each game? And And we're kind of thinking about a lot of people here not a lot. This is a small pool of some of the most incredible people to probably ever play a game. Uh, Bo Jackson, Deion um, Sanders. Yeah, I didn't Tyler really. Murray. I didn't know until today about Russell Wilson, who, yeah. according to Stephen, who informed me that he plays um, spring training ball for the Yankees. He had 193 at bats in 2011 at high A ball. Didn't know that. I wouldn't be surprised if if we actually see him give a shot, play it like literally, maybe even play a little bit after after his NFL season. Today, a lot of people were pressuring Spider Mitchell to make the jump in his Twitter after he he posted a post that was like, "What people forget," and I think he was referring to the Jordan documentary and how harsh they were about Jordan trying baseball. As he goes, "What people forget is failing six or seven out of ten times in baseball is elite," and then his. His response section blew up. Yo, did you see? I actually saw something kind of crazy. It like really kind of struck me. There's this guy I follow. I think his name is Alex Fast. It's Pitcher's List, I think is the podcast. Mm. I can't remember somebody, but they were talking about like, he's like, and then he like quote tweeted that one. And he said, and then also remember the that, the huge difference between failing seven out of 10 times versus six out of 10 times. Because if you fail six out of 10 times, you're a 400 hitter. You're Ted Williams. Yeah, that's crazy. Just and but we don't we don't think like that. You know what I'm saying? Do you think Tony Gwynn was our last chance at the 400? Yes, 100. percent Unless there's like a seismic shift in ideology in baseball, I don't see that ever happening again. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. So Mookie Betts, though, I mean, the guy wins an MVP season. And then bowls a perfect game and in competition. 
You're Mike, you're both a very talented baseball player and a bowler. Did those affect the game of each other at all? I mean, no, completely different. I wouldn't think so. But I, I just mean, think that I think sometimes these these not NFL, sorry, these these athletes are just on this different mental game where they're just like they can It's just, it's got to be so mentality, cool. right? It's not mm-hmm. just natural born talent. Like It's like I, I think it's both. Yeah. I but. was a pretty good golfer growing up. I think I think as a kid from from maybe the women's tees but like at 12 years old, I think I had like a 15 handicap. Mm-hmm. You know, I won a couple championships and I quit. And so this is funny for you, Stephen. I'm talking to Mike the other day and I go, I am slicing so bad. Like my handicap's in the 40s right now. I'm losing balls left and right. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. He goes, you're playing softball out lately? Yeah. Are your hands in front of the club when you're hitting the ball? Oh my gosh. Like I'm, I'm hitting it like a baseball, even though I'm not going on my back foot. Like I'm, I'm moving into my front foot and shifting my hips. Like I'm trying to whack that thing like a, like a baseball it's- and it's killing my game. It's very, it's two very, very different motions. For Absolutely sure. different. 100%. So when I first and they, started, they like ruin golfing, each other. Whoo, I mean, I feel like if you're trying to go, like, it'd be easier if you're in the habit of golfing to switch to like baseball. I think maybe that's just because like baseball is more muscle memory for me at this point, but going from one to the other, like if you get in a real habit of swinging a bat and then trying to go golf, bro, you just hack at that ball, man. You're just whacking it, dude. And it's just, I could never figure it out. Well, that's the problem too, though, is is when with with baseball, I mean, speed plays a big part in it. Whereas I feel like golf relies more on the tempo. I don't know if I'm wrong there. Correct me, because Mike, you're a better player at both sports than me. But I don't know. There's some sometimes a certain club. You're just hitting a club really good. You know what I mean? Like you can literally swing like a nine iron and be like just money, and then you switch to an eight iron and you can't hit that thing. Anything like seven and above. I'm lights out. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah. My short game is awesome. Awesome. I can't for the life irons. of me drive. <laughs> Same, bro. Five irons, a little rough. Yeah. It's interesting. And you know what? I have a weird split where my par- I've been parring on par fives constantly. But par fours are destroying me. <laughs> No idea what it is. That's I think funny. it's that par fours have more dog legs generally, like that hard, hard dog leg. So if you had if you had to pick like one and one player right now to switch sports, who's your one player? See, I'm going to be biased because I'm going to want players to switch to baseball because I would hate to lose a baseball player to another sport. Uh-huh. So I, you know, what I mean? I'm not going to be like, oh, I would love to see Mookie Betts go be a wide receiver. Like you're not going to hear that from me. I'm not going to lie to you, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, no, he couldn't. You don't think so? Like, like he could be like with his, a with his wide receiver protected five. As wide maybe. receivers are, I think he could Come be on. like wide receiver they're the five. Most pampered, they're one of the most pampered positions in any Bro, sport. I'm serious. He would not be elite as a wide receiver. He would be like like replacement level at best. Hmm. Right? Because we so far we have one video of him running a route, and we have no idea what skill level that corner is. Because you put him up against someone like Jalen Ramsey, shit, you put him against a uh, co- like a cornerback two, he's getting jammed at the line. He's going nowhere, zero places, not an option. Why do you automatically pick Jalen Ramsey? Because that dude's in- a dog, bro. But think about this: We're, we don't want to measure him against the best, the very best in the league. I'm saying we measure that, him against I'm the saying, median, right? Am I I'm right? Saying, I'm wrong. saying that those cornerbacks. I'm saying that 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 spectrum is not that big. Okay, that it's especially at that position, you have so little room for error that you know. You talk about you have 
two pass deflections in a game versus three is like six inches, right? Of how close you are versus you getting a hand on the ball or not. What do you so think, Mike? I, I'm saying your margin is smaller. That'd be interesting. I mean, I could see him playing in the slot, like a wide receiver four, you know, maybe wide receiver three on some teams. Maybe, but oh, I don't think he's big enough for sure not to be a, a wide receiver one. How big or is two, he? Really. He's got to be six two, isn't he? I mean, could do you have a position for him like punt return that he could do well? I don't know if he's fast enough. Punt returners and kick returners are like so freaking fast. It's not even funny. I mean, there's some pretty fast outfielders. I mean, JBJ, that guy's a fast outfielder and he can jump, but also the physicality that may that may detriment him. Mookie's he's not five a very big nine. Guy. Mookie's five nine. Five nine. Which, no that's way. like the that's like that's pretty close to the average height of like the corners. They they range between like five nine and maybe. What's their six weight foot. though? Mm. For sure, well, Mookie's not at football. You've got to remember though, he's also in baseball here. shape right now. Like, yeah. give him a year with a trainer. I just oh I okay so for me I feel like the transition from baseball to football is so different because yeah. like it's such like a an alpha male mentality like I'm going to put you in the ground like that's not really a baseball thing you know so you think Mookie has a better chance at like I mean no one can transition to professional golf like if you didn't start when you're three years old yeah you're not making the majors you know what I mean there's no green jacket in sight no yeah because golf sure. is so rote but like. The tennis or you know what I mean? Like I'm trying you to think, think any of, pitchers. Do you think any pitchers could be quarterbacks or quarterbacks be pitchers? Yeah, no, I think um so like Kershaw pitchers to quarterbacks, yes. Not the other way around. I've seen I've seen first pitches thrown by plenty of quarterbacks that look pretty <laughs> shitty. That's all the proof you need. Because it is a very that two seam grip versus holding around the football that has a shape to carry it straight. Right? So, a baseball yeah. is meant to change its path just by gripping it. Back to your barely back, off. Back to your point: Are we are we going off of just an opening pitch, or are we giving him a year with a trainer? Ooh, burned. I'm just gonna say this though: like they're gonna need time. Maybe well, they can be a low A pitcher. But why not are we not majors. talking about all these the uh, Dominican Caribbean guys playing soccer? That's my question. That I wouldn't have thought of, but is worth. I mean, you just think about a lot of these guys too. Like you look at just like baseball, it requires a lot of quick titch muscles, but it's, you don't need to be super athletically superior to succeed, right? NFL, you need to be a freak. NBA, you need to be a freak now, which is why, okay. So like, that's a pretty good example, but like, even like Giannis, he's 6'11". Hang on, hang on. Are you saying MLB, you don't need to be a freak, but in the NFL, you do? I'm talking like pure athletically. I, I just want to refer to earlier in the podcast when we talked about Ben Roethlisberger and then get back <laughs> to athleticism because Ben's a Hall of Famer and I don't really know if I consider him athletic. He was when he was younger, bro. He was never not husky. Yeah, but he shook people off, bro. He was big. You play the game and he wasn't playing a skill position. He's playing quarterback. It's different. So my thing is like you take like for example like Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's six ten, six eleven. There's not that many sports that you could transition to that that would be. You know what I'm saying? You're kind of just advantage. too big. Long maybe jump. you could be uh, like a in the NFL, Long maybe. Jump. But but even then, I don't think you're the your straight line speed. I'm not sure that that's. I just love enough. to see him try and do tumbling. 
like a sport that largely favors people who are like four foot tall. Yeah, just put them on a, a balance beam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like kind of like a like a specific athlete. Like, like you guys remember Charlie Ward? He played basketball for the Knicks as a point guard, and he also won the Heisman in football um, for Florida State, I believe. He like he's obviously not very tall, but he's also like point guards could transition to other as well. Like there's like a there's just a, there's just a thing about like point guards that could can tra- transition to a different like they could play. Second so back. what is that? Because I don't know enough about uh, this. Is an honest confession. I stick to baseball mostly on a podcast because I don't know enough about basketball to talk it. You know what I mean? It's just athleticism, I guess. I don't know, like. Jeff Samarja, what is it that a point Jeff guard Samarja does in a game that really makes them good. more athletic? Because I know the the whole argument like NBA has changed its rules not to favor centers, and most sports should change their rules not to favor the least like skilled players. So what is it about point guards that makes that them the most skilled? More skilled than pure shooters. But There's, the rules are going against them. You can't debate that. It's not though. It's, it's analytics are going against them. The rules aren't right. The fact that that there's a a corner three is worth three points, and it's that like it's a short, it's a shorter basket, it's a shorter distance to the basket, but it's worth the same as three points. That in and of itself, saying that has more value, sure, right? But you look, you look at these championship teams, like they have centers. You need centers, but like bodying up and a lot of stuff they were great for in like the bad boys days with the Pistons. You can still you can still do that. You can't foul. It's it's defensive thing that that was like you can post somebody up all day, dunk on people. It doesn't matter. And now you just have stretch bigs like Car Anthony Towns that can shoot. That's yeah. really all you're doing. So you're adding a center that can do all those things and shoot. I'd argue that they're more skilled than like say like anyways. Allen Iverson was the high school athlete of the year in in football. Yo, that dude. Football. No, that dude was amazing. But his that was football a highlight. Year. Is he didn't play his senior year. He didn't play in senior year because he got in trouble at like a bowling alley brawl. Yeah. Did you know he uh he grew up in the same town oh, as Mike practice. Vick? Really? Is who? Mike Vick. Oh. Yeah, Steph crazy. Curry. Steph Curry is actually pretty good at golf. Tony Romo yes. pretty good at golf. All these athletes end up decent at golf. Like any athlete who picks up golf at some point has a handicap under 15. Larry Fitzgerald, really good at golf. Jameis Winston played some baseball. Tim Tebow, obviously. Hold on. How are we not going to talk about... Go ahead. I just wanted to talk about Jameis Winston for a second. Mm-hmm. That guy just got LASIK. He couldn't see people, bro. How do you play all those years of college and four years in the NFL without being able to see? Who else just had that thing where they're like, oh, I haven't been able to see for a while. There was somebody else who was like, a seriously good player. I don't know. I can. He might remember. be scary now that he can't see. He doesn't have a team to play on, dude. He's he's doing the Teddy Bridgewater. It's yeah. the new Teddy Bridgewater rule. More players should do it. What's that rule? I'm confused. You go sit. I mean, he's going to sit behind Drew Brees, just like Teddy Bridgewater sat behind Drew Brees for two oh, years. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that he's yeah. with the Saints. With the Saints so for a year, so. Yep. And he's only making a million, which yeah. And Brees got saying, hurt last year, and and Teddy went in and won like five games, and then all of a sudden he goes and signs this, you know, a big contract. It's almost like a resurrection to your career in a way. Versus thing, going and taking over a team that's god awful. Now you're just now you look bad. The thing like, though that I have Newton. to counter you with, Mike, is that like a lot of the guys who are in the position you're talking about, 
teams don't want a celebrity backup quarterback, right? Like, I think what hurt Tim Tebow more than anything is you don't want to pull in a quarterback who's going to bring so much press attention and it's going to bring that thing, right? Nobody wants Cam Newton. Nobody wanted um, kneeling at the anthem. What's his name? I get it. But at the same time, a lot of these like leagues... These, they're not lose- starting quality, but nobody wants a celebrity on the sidelines. I think a right. vast majority of NFL players would disagree that Cam's not a starting quality caliber quarterback. Well, he is. He, he is a starting quarterback, but the problem is the market's saturated for starting quarterbacks. So he has to take a backup role to some degree. Yes, he could sign with the Patriots, but I don't think him and Bill are going to get along very well. I think he should play backup in Pitt- Pittsburgh because I'd like to see someone push Ben out. Well, think about Ben. Hodges isn't the guy in Pittsburgh. (laughs) That's a great example, right there. Like, if, for example, uh, um, Roethlisberger goes down, they don't have any backups. Their season's over. Breeze goes down. They have Teddy Bridgewater. Their season is still alive. So the media circus or like the having that diva backup as a quarterback is that worth losing your starting quarterback and then? But you can sign him at over. You can you sign him in because you bring in a player like that week eight to learn the offense and learn the playbook. It's not going to work. That's why they don't do it. Fair. It's so hard. It's so hard to bring a quarterback in mid year and be like, Hey, help us win some games. Like I'm just telling you guys, like you would rather as a coach and as a GM, you're probably just going to stick with the back of quarterback that you've had in your locker room, all of spring training, all of training camp, all of that, because at least he can call the play in the huddle. So w- since we're already talking about this, is the Patriots going to tra- tank for Trevor Lawrence? They should. I would. That's not a Belichick move, bro. You never know what Belichick's moves is. That's what makes him Belichick. I would do it bro, in he's done the same thing over and over and over again. He doesn't draft quarterbacks in the first round. It's not a thing. He doesn't draft skilled players either. He knows he's not good at it. He knows he's not good at it. He never has been. I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's some debate about that. But so who are you picking? Like LeBron James, you picking him to go play receiver, tight end? He'd be a tight end. He's a little big to be a tight end, honestly. But. There's a lot. Of, so there's actually like Antonio Gates. Um, yeah, he's uh, a hooper. Tight end. Like see. Tight end. That tight end basketball position is kind of like Tony Gonzalez. Like those are like kind of the ones that are like almost. Very I can't familiar. explain this, and maybe it's like a like a Native American connection, but like I'm thinking of Patrick Mahomes on the Braves, and I'm loving it. Mm. That's funny. Don't you feel like the personality of that team would just jive with him? Ozzie Albies, right? And you've got um, is he pitching or is he name? playing third or is he shortstop? What's he playing? Not playing third. You're not gonna off uh, the the guy I'm thinking of. Donaldson. They already did. Is Donaldson at third? Oh, he was. No, Donaldson's gone. Right, right. Yeah, throw him at third. Chipper Jones. Who's uh, <laughs> not, not Ozzy Albies, but who's behind Albies in the batting order usually? Acuna. Yeah, where's Acuna playing? Is he outfield? He's uh, left field for the most part. Okay. So you're talking. You're, I think you're thinking Freeman. So Freddie Freeman's at first. First. You know what would be interesting? Freeman, Acuna, DH. Albies. Oh, he's a DH. He's a DH. You know what would be so funny though? Think about this. Why do we never like? How many how many other sport athletes could play catcher? Mm. Ooh. It's, it's like trying to get someone to come in and play quarterback, right? Because not only do you have to play the position well, 
but you've got to be able to read everybody at their position and call the game. It's so people who don't understand baseball so undervalue the catcher in the game. I would never want to play catcher in a professional game. Jeff Mathis, one of my favorite players of all time. Can't hit for shit, but he is a great defensive catcher. He calls really good games. <laughs> That's why I hate the NL. Because they got eight catcher, nine pitcher. It's just like, shit, you're batting with seven people. <laughs> That's what it feels like. That's why it drives me crazy. Unless you're uh, unless you're a uh, Zach Ranky boy. Hey, Carson Kelly can hit. Get out of here, bro. Mm-hmm. Step off. Yadier Molina can't hit. Tell me it's that. It's almost like those softball games where they only have nine hitters, and so they know that the tenth hitter is going to be an automatic out. So you just like lock <laughs> the next two to get the third out of the inning. That's honestly what it's like in the National League. I disagree. Like, let's just let's just put these guys on. Well, they started doing it in our co-ed league where if you tried to walk a guy, so you could strike out the girl behind him. The guy the guy gets to, to go to second, and the girl could take first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and she can choose to take first. Yeah. I guarantee Caden didn't know that rule, and he intentionally walked a guy thinking that he could get the girl out, and then he's like, "Wait, why is she going to first base?" That's too? not fair. <laughs> Actually, the time that happened, the girl behind him was like. A better a, soft, a college softball player. <laughs> like, I don't want. This wanna did walk. happen, but I was trying to get past her because I knew the guy behind her couldn't hit for shit. <laughs> they had him like number four, and the guy couldn't hit for, to save his life. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, That's pretty good. But then again, co-ed softball and and men's softball, you don't put your worst players at the back of the order. You, you've got to divide them. Yeah. That's so funny. You got to yeah, you got to break up double plays. I mean, Kyler, man, that was really an interesting one. What he was going to do was he going to go play for the A's as the number one overall pick, pretty much, or not number one overall pick, but he's number eight, I think. Yeah, like or go play, go play a couple. He apparently he was a he's a pretty good center fielder. That was his thing. So, oh, did you guys? Speaking of the draft, did you guys see that they shortened MLB's draft this year to five rounds? Yeah. I don't think that's going to cause any issues, but I do think it's noteworthy. <sighs> yeah, I think I think it kind of had to do one with just the amount of revenue that's coming in, so less signing bonuses. In addition to they're trying to cut down the number of minor league teams overall. Scouting and can they make the draft exciting in the league? Like that's probably one of the things that's hurting them, right? Do they like, even televise well, it? It's just they a do. conference call. They, te- they televise they the first round. Yeah. Because who wants to watch 70 rounds? Oh, for sure. Well, not only from, that. From some kid in high school in freaking North Dakota. Like, you just don't. It's never going to be exciting. It well, never me, will be. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you. Who gets why. excited about somebody they may not see for seven years? Yeah, for sure. Bro, bro, honestly, I really struggle to watch the NFL draft. I watch the first really? round. I'm like, I'm good. I mean, just just tell see, me who got drafted. So because of the way that the NFL switched the draft and they do like one night is the first round and the next night was rounds two and three. What it used to be was like they used to just do all of them like on a Sunday, and that shit would go on for hours. But the way they divide it up now, like it makes it way more exciting. Like the NBA draft. Well, I don't even the care. NBA, I hate the NBA draft. Bro. The oh, first like going. four picks are the only thing that really matter. Well, I got stuck watching it because we were down on the lake, and like it was like the only channel coming through at the time because mm. um, another a friend of ours did not resubscribe. <laughs> Not the friend you're thinking of. You're supposed to pay for the channels. Didn't. So we had like three channels. And so I'm stuck watching the NBA draft. And I just felt so bad for Bobo. The dude just kept getting pushed back and back and back on these rounds. And you could just see him pissed like, what the hell is going on here? I'm a good player. Yeah. But 
That's okay. So this is like a, I mean, that's one of those interesting things though, right? Cause it's like, you don't just go after the number one person available, you know, in baseball, you might, I don't know. in baseball, maybe, but you, you tool for what you need, you know what I mean? Especially in the NFL. It's drafts are drafts are an interesting thing. No, I'm mean, getting close, guys. Baseball, I can smell it. You can smell the leather. I can smell the and the sound of it and the Angel Hernandez strike three call. <laughs> You're out of here. Actually, hey, just a that's kind of like a kind of like a trailing thought. Um, there's like a apparently like a labor dispute between the the umpires union and MLB. Dude, hey, it's all it's of- all falling to shit. All right, we got robot umpires. You guys want to? You guys want to talk? <laughs> Go ahead, strike, bro. That's what we're waiting for. We Your guys' calls aren't that great, anyways. We got people waiting behind. Okay, there's you guys, two I things know. I want to watch happen on the and, and, and right with the league: a home run. Just to see, does anybody eventually go get the ball, or is it just going to literally sit there for the entire game? <laughs> and I want to see, I want to see the popcorn guy walk up and down the aisles. Just, just for the, just you know, just because, just empty, just throwing ball, <laughs> just throwing dogs. There, there's gonna be like a national meat shortage on pork. We're gonna have some random ass dude throwing <laughs> hot dogs into an empty stand. Paper cut out America. Bro. That's America. <laughs> Honestly, here, there's an idea just for, just for, to, if we're really trying to spice up the game. What if you put targets in the outfield that are worth more points if you hit them? <laughs> Pro Bowl style. <laughs> Um, okay, we're going to have to go just a little bit long here because we've ignored a little bit of what is an amazing topic. Two things about the KBO, which we haven't even talked about the KBO today and we should have. One, did you guys see that they had a group of umpires, like a squad? That they were like, yeah, you guys are performing poorly, so you're getting demoted to our minor league system. Bro, you that gone. just means the commissioner is the player's bitch because that dude's like, you know what, bro? I just want to be more consistent. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Send him down. Um, no. He's my new favorite commissioner. One, because he's the only commissioner active right now. <laughs> and two, because he's like, can you imagine if Angel Hernandez, after that game where he blew five calls, it was like, Hey, buddy, you're going to go spend some time in double A. Like, that would have been the ballsiest move ever. They won't do it because then he'll sue them for race discrimination. <laughs> okay. They do two. protect them, though. Like, it's just, it is so true. It's like, they should get punished for Against shitty. all odds, KBO has shown that they have a big piece because last year they were like, we're hitting too many home runs. And they de-juiced their baseball. They de-juiced their baseball. Do you think they're regretting that decision now that there's more eyes on it? <laughs> like, oh, like, oh the Americans are watching. Oh, <laughs> they really yeah, like home runs. Damn it. They're just like slowly like start reintroducing them. <laughs> Who does that? Who de-juices their baseball? Smart people. Like <laughs> people that care about the integrity of the game. <laughs> it's like we want MLB not to have juice theirs, but these guys were like, we're going to de-juice our ball. Like we're probably using the ball that the Americans used in like 1983. We're gonna take it back to like 1940, and that they still hit home runs. It's crazy. And the bat flipping. What's your guys' opinion on this bat flipping? I hate it. I love it. You bat flip on a double, bro. Come on. <laughs> what the hell, dude. I was trying to teach Matt Circus out here. I was teaching Mike's son to bat flip yesterday. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
just like boom. Just have to agree to disagree. I mean, so okay, so you guys have picked the same team to root for, and I, I, I should we save explanations for next week? Or are we gonna? Let's do a KBO episode next week. Okay, we're late on it, but we'll do it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sub. My, my team is subject to change based on standings. <laughs> I'm a Kia Tigers diehard, bro. I've been here since day ten days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my team's still up for debate. I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still researching who I like. Against all odds, I've picked the the heroes, and so I thought you were a Dinos guy. I'm confused. I've watched two games. I, I do game. like the Dinos for Big Daddy. How many but... games have you watched of the KBO? We'll talk KBO next week. Never mind. Yeah, we'll I'll talk KBO it. next week. I'll save it. Yeah, we'll. Another week to wait without American baseball. So, so no. Two months. Hello, month and darkness, half. my old friend. We'll, we'll see. Obama game? I've come to talk with you. No, again. we're not getting there. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>